This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. Website is mainlyplants.com. Social media, at Mainly Plants. And for all of your Amazon shopping needs, mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. Costs you nothing. Helps me so I can help you. Uh, so, how's it going? It's, uh, man, it's the end of February already? The year is a sixth over. Bananas. So this week, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a news report that I saw. And then after that, uh, we're going to check in on America's worst celebrity nutritionist slash trainer. I don't think he's actually a nutritionist uh, trainer, Vinny Tortorich. So this report came out and it was all over the news a couple days ago. Pretty much every news source covered it. And it was a report talking about how the life expectancy in 35 industrialized countries is projected to increase across the board for people born in the year 2030, based on trends. And again, that was, that research was released. It was today's Thursday. You're hearing this on Friday, or the podcast is out on Friday. It came out this past Tuesday, which was the 21st of February, if you want to look at it. But... The United States, uh, its growth and longevity puts it on the same level as Mexico and the Czech Republic, which is not a good thing. The study showed that women in South Korea and men in Hungary were expected to see the largest gains in life expectancy from those born between the ages of 2010 and 2030. Now, the study was funded by the EPA and... The, uh, the United Kingdom Medical Research Council. So I did a little digging, and what I was able to find is that South Korea is among the lowest in meat consumption. You know, in the study, the study talks about you know uh, healthcare and and stuff like that. But I was solely interested in animal product consumption. And I was able to find that South Korea is a lo- is among the lowest in meat consumption. In fact, some studies had it shown showing as they were all in the top five, or the bottom five of meat consumption. Uh, one of them had it as second to lowest. The researchers in this study that I'm talking to you about, in this life expectancy study, expect the spike in life expectancy to be highest in South Korea, like I said, where women are projected to live around the age of 90 to 91 years. And the life expectancy among these 35 industrialized countries is the lowest in the United States, Sweden, Greece, Japan, Serbia, and Macedonia. So I looked at the United States. The United States consumes roughly 200 pounds per person of meat a year. That is number two worldwide. I believe it's Australia that consumes more per person. So, if you think about it, United States is number two in the world for meat consumption. It is the lowest in life expectancy, according to this study, uh, in life expectancy progression. More of those later years of our lives are sick years, so it's not necessarily living longer, it's dying slower. 
And heart disease is the leading killer. So there is this there is this correlation between how much animal products we're eating and heart disease and our life expectancy. It's undeniable. It's irrefutable. Furthermore, among high-income countries, the U.S. the U.S. has the highest BMI, body mass index. So you think about it, and you kind of take a step back, and, and you think about all things considered, we are sick because we're eating so many animal products. Heart disease is totally preventable. Cancer is, for the majority, very preventable. Diabetes, type 2 diabetes, 100% preventable and reversible. So South Korea's much greater average life expectancy, again, is due to a lot of factors, including, including they make an emphasis on good childhood nutrition. Per capita, they have very low blood pressure, and then they have low levels of smoking, and they have access to healthcare, good healthcare, and they're always researching uh, new medical technologies. But among those things, childhood nutrition and low blood pressure. So the CDC shows that the average weight of an American woman today is as much as the average weight of an American man in 1960. In 1960, the average American male weighed about 166.3 pounds. So if you think about it, the, you know, the average weight of a woman today is 166 pounds, which is roughly an 18.5% increase in weight gain. The average weight for women in 1960 was 140 pounds. But more than just women, men are guilty too. The average weight for men has increased today to 195 and a half pounds, which is 30 pounds greater than it was in 1960, which is a 17 and a half percent increase. Now you might be thinking, well, humans are getting taller. Well, that's true, but men and women have only gained an average height difference of an inch since 1960. So the, the percentages are skewed. We are getting fatter, undeniable. According to the CDC data, 35.1% of American adults over the age of 20 are obese. That means more than three out of 10 people that you see in any given day are obese, not overweight, obese. 69% of American adults who are over 20 years of age are either obese or overweight. Moreover, more than 20% of American children, 20%, think about that, 20% of American children who are between the ages of 12 and 19 are categorized as obese. And American children from six years of age to 11 years old are also considered obese. So 20% of children are obese. 35% of American adults are obese. And 
it doesn't really shock you that our life expectancy longevity is going down in that our sickness levels are going up and you look at that those numbers and sure I'm sure healthcare has something to do with it and prescription pills has something to do with it but also being that we are number two in animal product consumption in the world per capita it, it, it's it has something to do with it greatly right so you know you you it, it's a problem and these news studies are coming out but they don't really touch on the underlying issue you know that yeah they say that that South Korea's is expected to have more better longevity because of good childhood nutrition and low blood pressure and yada yada yada. But they don't talk about nutrition. They don't talk about the, the research that I did was not in this study. The facts that the United States eats a shitload of animal products too much. I mean, obviously, in my opinion, any amount is too much, but but drastically beyond what what anybody thought we would be doing is a problem and it's it's killing us and this wasn't in the study so you have to dig a little deeper and figure out why why is this happening and I hope I hope it really gets a lot of you people who are listening a lot of the listeners to think about what we're doing to ourselves we are killing ourselves and then the, these food values that we have are being passed along to our kids and they're getting sick because of it and will die because of it you know, when you, when you look at these statistics, that more than 20% of American children are obese, not just overweight, but obese, you can hear my dog, he's upset with it also, but it's, it's, it's astounding, and we are literally killing ourselves. Not only that, but I mean, you, you extrapolate and, 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 and go into the realm of what it's doing to the earth and in the environment, it's a whole, it's a whole nother story. Obviously, that's not what we get about get to about on this podcast. But if you are interested in that, go check out the documentary Cowspiracy. And the next time you you hear somebody say they're an environmentalist, but they eat animal products, then they're not an environmentalist. That's all I'll say about that. But I could go on, on for days on that tangent. But in terms of health, we are, you know, we are the world power right we are supposed to be the greatest nation we have some of the best technology in the world but for some reason we can't get our shit together and eat properly other nations do it why can't we and it's frustrating and there is this there's this stigma that you know if you talk to other people about your health you're being about their health they're being you're being insensitive or if you know, you show concern for a family or friend member who's overweight or fat, you're being insensitive. Well, who cares? Who cares if, if they think that you're insensitive so long as you get the point across and say, hey, listen, you're killing yourself. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't a lot of people think that what they're eating is healthy for them. I did it for a long time and I ended up with high cholesterol and I was groggy all the time, foggy headed. A lot of people think they're eating properly and then have a heart attack. They don't know. It's on you guys to, to spread the knowledge or say, hey, listen to this podcast or, hey, read this blog article. 
I put up a blog article every week on mainlyplants.com. You scroll down the homepage or you can click the link at the top for the blog. All the blog posts are there. Uh, a lot of it is what I cover here. A lot of it is not. But to kind of just wander, meander aimlessly through life, eating without really knowing what it's doing to you is you're doing yourself a disservice. And you're doing a disservice to your family and friends because there are loved ones who care about you. And your life is more than just about you. It's about everybody else who's in it because you affect other people. Now, for some reason, we have gotten to a place in our society where, and, and I speak to this specifically as an American because there are, you know, there are cultures who are different, but we've gotten to a place where we eat for reward and for pleasure. <clears throat> and that's not what food is for. Food is to consume energy so that we can have energy throughout the day. It's not, you're, you know, it's not a reward. You're not a dog. You're not getting a treat because you were doing well. Now, that's not to say that you can't have a cheat meal here and there and you know, for lack of a better word, reward yourself or go for taste or, you know, just really, you know, just let it, let yourself veg out for a meal or two. That's fine. It's not going to affect your diet. It's not going to affect your body or your health if you do it less than 80% of the time. But there are people and it's the overwhelming majority of the population who eat because it tastes good. And I'm, I was guilty of it for a long time. I was guilty of it, and I also thought that the majority of what I was eating was healthy. But, you know, there's people who go out and get these fucking, you know, uh, uh, Dairy Queen blizzards because they taste good. And then, and then, and then you see, you know, there's inevitably everybody has this on their Facebook feed. You go to Facebook, there's always somebody who's posting pictures of, you know, cupcakes and brownies and pizza and all this bullshit that's d d awful for you. And all the, you know, they'll, they'll share recipes for all that kind of garbage. And then you'll see every other week they're posting that they're sick or they have pneumonia or they have the flu or they have migraine headaches. And they don't know why. They don't put two and two together. People don't realize that nutrition is the greatest factor in terms of your health and how you feel. People don't realize it. A lot of people think that, that uh, exercise is number one. It's not. Exercise is a, a very small minority of it. You can exercise all day, eat terribly, you'll still be fat. But you can eat very healthily, a whole food plant-based diet, never exercise, and be in great shape. So let that marinate in your cerebellum next to your cerebrum for a little bit. Because it's important to think about. It's important to take a step back. When you, know, when you see these types of news reports come out, it's important to take a step back and think, why? Why is this? You know, yeah, the, the, the news report does say because you know, South Korea is expected to do so well because of A, B, and C reason. But it's more than that. Why are we doing so awful? Why, why are we doing so terribly in terms of our health as a nation? And then you see, you know, the, the uh, I believe it was the FDA? Who makes up the, the nutrition pyramid? I can't remember. One of the government agencies. It might be the FDA. They did away with the food pyramid 
and they came out with this thing called my plate and it is an image of a plate divided into sections for what you should be eating in a serving you know per meal let me pull it up for you i am going to google it uh, my plate because i want to make sure that i get all of them correct because uh they uh they fucked up a little bit obviously so they have the plate split in half the greater majority on the you should all google this just google my plate and you'll see it uh the, a plate is split in half and the greater majority of the left side of the plate is vegetables the smaller is fruits great on the right side the greater majority is grains the smaller majority is the smaller minority is protein fine uh, and then they have a separate section for dairy so they're saying eat fruits vegetables grains protein they don't say what kind and then have your dairy um needless to say if you listen to the podcast you know that dairy comes with a whole host of illnesses and problems and disorders for your body including but not limited to cancer but they're basically saying eat this you'll have some cancer i don't understand why they would do this well, i mean i do my rational part of my brain is furious uh did i say that wrong the irrational part of my brain is furious the rational part of my brain understands that big industry big factory farming big cattle industry has a hand in this and again they're not telling you what vegetables and fruits to eat what kind of grains to eat i believe actually they do say simple and complex carbs no you should not be eating simple carbs that should not be on your this should, should not be it's the usda sorry the united states department of agriculture uh, choosemyplate.gov is the website you should not be advocating simple simple carbs simple grains that's just sugar it's just not it's not good for you it's uh it's bananas pun not intended and they they break down you know what you know they, they, first they give you the 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 plate but then they, you can click around and go to you know what kind of fruit what fruits are in the fruit group how much daily fruit is needed what counts as a cup of fruit uh, but let's go to grains and they they talk about yeah here it is uh any food made from wheat rice oats cornmeal barley or other seal grain is a grain product bread bread pasta oatmeal breakfast cereals tortillas and grits are examples of grains whole grains and refined grains are what they're saying you can eat uh i don't know who is doing their research and they're advising but they're doing a disservice it, it, and then they talk about how these amounts are appropriate for individuals who get less than 30 minutes per day of moderate physical activity you should be getting at least 30 minutes a day of rigorous physical activity why sugarcoat this shit and then they talk about you know what's in the protein uh food group and of course they have you know um chicken and fish and you know beef and, and shit like that so <clears throat> just a bunch of stuff that's not good for you so while they did a little bit better than the food pyramid they pretty much just took the food pyramid and 
skewed it and made it look a little prettier, but it's still a bunch of misinformation. And we wonder why we're a a sick nation. And we wonder why we're a sick culture. Because we have the people in charge promoting this sickness. You know, you look at you look at the the breast cancer rates for uh, the breast cancer rates by nation as it relates to um, animal sourced calories per person per day, and it's a straight uh, um, not a vertical line, or horizontal line. It's a forty five degree angle of a line that shows. Yeah, there's a couple outliers, but the if you i mean the clustering is so thick that it's irrefutable that the countries who eat less than less than well, not less than but you know lesser amounts of animal source calories per day have less instances of breast cancer that leads to death per person in that in each respective country so for example japan has a little greater than 500 animal animal source calories per day per person. And they have around five, they're about a five on the scale of breast cancer death rate. The scale goes from zero to 30. So they're extremely low. Now, if you look at Denmark, Denmark has about 1,500 animal source calories per day. And they're sitting at a grade of 30, which is, Terrible for breast cancer rates. You know, you can just Google this. Search breast cancer relation to animal food. And you can see all the graphs and you can see how they correlate. And that's just breast cancer. That is nothing that we're not talking about type 2 diabetes, heart disease. You'll see the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. So before I switch topics and switch gears real quick, just please take a step back and think about what you're doing and think about that your loved ones. You know, if, if, if you're worried about offending them, give me their email. I won't tell me, I won't tell them that you recommended it. Or just say, listen to this podcast. Tell me what you're thinking. Put it on you. Hey, I'm thinking about switching to this diet. Or I like what he had to say about this. Or I disagree with him on this. What do you think? Non-confrontational always makes it better, but it's on you to speak out. Switching gears to my man, Vinny Tortorich. It's been a while since we've talked about him. Uh, I wanted to check in and see the advice that he's given. So let's run it down real quick. Vinny did a podcast. He did a couple podcasts, but the first one we're going to talk about is Bacon and Eggs. He did a Bacon and Eggs podcast. Now, a couple points that he makes. Now, Vinny claims that he has always eaten bacon or sausage and eggs as a kid. So what? What is that does that mean that it's okay? You're not he's not a source of good information. And like I just said, South Korea has much better uh, childhood nutrition than we do. This ties in perfectly. South Korea is expected to increase their longevity because they have good... One of the reasons is because they have good childhood nutrition. And then here's Vinny Tortorich saying, eat bacon, eggs, and sausage because that's what I did as a kid. And he goes on to say that cereal is not breakfast, it's junk food. Well, it actually depends on the cereal. There is some cereal that's fine for you. It's not junk food. 
there's certain granolas and 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 specialty cereals that are good for you. And agreed, some of the cereals like you know Lucky Charms and all that bullshit is junk food. But you can't just make a blanket statement like that and not go into it further. He also says that, <clears throat> excuse me, he says that eating bacon or sausage and eggs will give you the right amount of energy and won't make you crash. Well, so will cocaine. But what are the health effects of what we're putting into our body? Doesn't talk at all about that. Here, go out and take some meth. It'll give you the right amount of energy. You'll crash eventually, just like you do with eating bacon, sausage, or eggs. You will crash eventually. But he's trying to say it's a sustained burn. So is cocaine. So is meth. But you, these, these are, this is not realistic. So, again, dig a little deeper. He goes on to say that hard-boiled eggs are a good option to prepare ahead of time for a quick fix in the morning. Well, this might be repetitive for some people, but... Do you know what an egg is or where it comes out of? The egg is an unfertilized egg of a chicken. Unfertilized reproductive mechanism of a chicken. It's a chicken's period for lack of a better description. It comes out of what is called a cloaca on the chicken. It is the combined whole of the reproductive tract, urinary tract, and um, digestive tract pretty disgusting. Eggs are associated with prostate cancer, strokes, heart attacks, even in people with low cholesterol, and may, may contain carcinogenic retroviruses, heterocyclic amines, which increase your cancer risk, toxic pollutants such as arsenic, flame retardant chemicals and dioxins, and salmonella. Consuming just one egg per day may significantly shorten our lifespans increase the levels of the cancer-promoting growth hormone IGF-1, I've talked about that before, and increase our risk of heart disease, kidney stones, stroke, type 2 diabetes, gestational diabetes, and some types of cancer, such as pancreatic, breast, and prostate. So, Vinny, are hard-boiled eggs really good for a quick fix in the morning? He also goes on to say that once you get used to eating real food like bacon or eggs, it tastes 100,000% better. Well, what's more real? Bacon, which you have to preserve and cook so that you don't get sick from eating it? Eggs that you have to boil and collect before they get fertilized? Or something that you can pull straight out of the ground and eat like a vegetable? What's more real? So. If you feel 100,000 times better eating quote-unquote real food like bacon and eggs, how many times better are you going to eat feed, eating how are you going to feed? Are you going to feel eating real food like plants that you don't need to really prepare in order to eat safely? And he also goes on to say that by eating bacon and eggs you won't be hungry before lunch. Well, neither will you if you eat plants. And if you eat plants and you are hungry, eat more plants. Why is, why is it a problem to be hungry? That's your body telling you to eat something. So you're, you're consuming bacon and eggs for breakfast. And you're eating a lot of saturated fats and it's sitting really heavy in you. That's why you're not hungry. Your body's having trouble using it and digesting it. And it's working so hard on it. That's why you're not hungry. Plants burn so quickly. That's why 
you're hungry again sooner after. They're so healthy for you. They're easy on your stomach. So if you're hungry after eating plants, eat some more plants. But you can fill up on plants and you won't be hungry for a bit. He also had a podcast about psyllium husks. So, excuse me. Vinny was talking about how he hates psyllium husks. If you don't know what they are, Google them. I don't want to take up, the time, take up your time describing them. But it's a, it's a um, I believe it's a grain. And he was talking about how the main reason to not eat them is because it hurts your gut bacteria. Well, again, this might be, repet- be repetitive, but plant-based foods aid in your microbiome health. Your microbiome is is what goes on in your gut, in your intestines, in your stomach, digestive tract, all those microorganisms that break down food and and aid to good health if you have a healthy microbiome. Fiber, which is only found in plants, helps promote good bacteria in your gut. Fiber-poor foods, like animal products, as in bacon and eggs, actually aid in disease-promoting bacteria. So studies have shown that when people eat substances called choline and carnation, which is found in meat, poultry, seafood, eggs, and dairy, their gut bacteria makes something that our livers convert to what's called TMAO, which aids in cholesterol-building plaque in our blood and increases the risk of heart attack and stroke. If this sounds familiar, it's because I've talked about it before, but I would like to rehash it. So... If you think about it and you do the research and you look at how much TMAO is found in people eating a plant-based diet, the answer is none or almost none. So when you stop eating animal products, your gut bacteria and your microbiome turns from diseased and unhealthy to a healthy gut biome in just a few days. So for him to say that a reason to not eat psyllium husks is because it hurts your gut bacteria, I find it interesting that he doesn't talk about gut bacteria as it pertains to all of the heavy whipping cream, bacon, chi- you know, uh, broiled chicken, and all that bullshit that he talks about promoting to eat. So you know when he talks about putting uh, heavy whipping cream as your creamer in coffee and eating bacon and eggs, you never hear him talk about your gut bacteria. But when it comes to a grain that he doesn't like, that's what he talks about. It's interesting. He's an idiot. He also talks about how psyllium will help, or not help, but it will make you feel bloated. Um, Have you ever eaten a big steak or a bunch of dairy? That's when I feel bloated. Never felt bloated from eating a little psyllium husk. And he's talking about how, you know, it used to be a byproduct and somehow people found a way to market it. Well, do you know what is a byproduct? Eggs. Eggs are a byproduct of not being fertilized, but you're eating that. You know, there was this funny thing that I saw that, that said that the first person to drink cow's milk probably did a lot of other weird shit. Well, the first person to eat eggs probably did a lot of other weird shit also. You know, like, 
it's just a weird thing to do. If you think back to the first person who did it, like the first person who ate a lobster, why why would you do that? Yeah, I, I've eaten lobster. It's fucking delicious. I'm not denying that. But it's a weird thing to do. Just to like dive down, pick up this thing that looks like a gigantic insect, crack it open and eat it. Like, wow, out of all the things to eat, why would you do that? Out of all the things to drink, why would you drink another animal's milk or unfertilized egg? It's just a weird thing to do. What if aliens came down and started harvesting human eggs to eat, like caviar? It's gross, right? So why, why the fuck are we doing it? And he, it's, Sorry, Vinny goes on to talk about, um, you know, psyllium husks won't do, won't, they don't have the health benefits that they claim to, and it's a scam. And to Vinny, I say, so are you. And so is what you preach. And so is the quote-unquote nutrition advice that you give. Doesn't do what you say it's going to do, aside from maybe help lose weight. But we all know that losing weight does not equate to good health. You're a scam, Vinny. He goes on his last point, and he says that if you need to process something to make it edible or consumable, it is likely bad for you. Which blew my mind. Because you need to process dairy to make it consumable. Right? You need to process meat to make it consumable. So how can you say that cheese, whole fat cheese, which Vinny pushes heavily, is good for you if you have to process it and in Vinny's own words... If you need to process something to make it edible or consumable, it's likely bad for you. You, you see the, the contradictions and the hypocrisy in him. And he's doing a disservice. So, before I get too heated and go on more of a tangent, I'm going to wrap it up. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, get a hold of me. You can do so through social media, at Mainly Plants. Send me a DM. The website has a contact page or ryan at mainlyplants.com. Thank you for the continued reviews and uh, ratings on iTunes. If you haven't done it yet, please get over and do it. And again, please do your Amazon shopping through mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. And until next week, go eat a salad.